the game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. I'm just leave it up there. He couldn't make that if he tried that again. Absolutely not. Welcome to Buckets. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. I'm joined by my colleagues, professional better Raheem Palmer and NBA Futures analyst Brandon Anderson. This is your Bucks Celtics. Dun, dun, dun. Series betting breakdown. We're going to break down every way to bet this series, what we think of it, how to bet it, how not to bet it, the approaches, the matchups, the tactics, the lines, all of that. And you can find more on it in the Action Network app. The best way for you to track your picks, get up to the second info on where the bets and money are coming in on. All of that can be found along with the picks from Raheem Palmer and Brandon Anderson in the award-winning Action Network app available on Google Play and the App Store right now. So guys, on uh, Wednesday night, the Bucs polished off the Bulls in a very gentlemanly sweep after the Celtics had already swept ye old nets. And now... We get this matchup of the best team in the Eastern Conference really since the turn of the year versus the defending champs. <sighs> the line on this game, on this series is pretty interesting. At Bet Rivers, we got Celtics minus 200, Bucks plus 160. Uh, I am looking at the others to kind of get a perusal of what these other series look like. Brandon, do you happen to have a better price up on the Celtics? Yeah. Celtics minus 185 at BetMGM is the best I saw. That's a 65% implied. That's the best you can get is uh, minus 160. What's the best value that we have on the box? I would imagine plus 200 is probably about as good as we're going to get. I was not looking for a number for the box, so I don't know if there's a better number (laughs) for that. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Circa actually has plus 185. William Hill has plus 175. There you go. So you got 185 out there, which is pretty good value. Um, I was hoping, I was hoping, no Chris Middleton. That's like the biggest thing in this series. Middleton's always killed the Celtics. No Chris Middleton. Celtics have home court. Celtics just swept the Brooklyn Nets. I was hoping that maybe we'd be able to get some value on Milwaukee just to hang in. I was hoping for something that was actually going to be like kind of valuable Instead, here's what I get at Bet Rivers. Bucks plus one and a half on the on the win line is minus 136. I have to pay 36 cents for them to get it to seven. Just to get it to seven, to get all the way to seven or win, I have to go 136. Bucks plus two and a half is minus 275. That's annoying. Uh, six Celtics minus one and a half is plus 104. Celtics minus two and a half. So a gentleman sweep or better or a sweep is plus only plus 200. What is this? I have to pay 136 for the bucks to get it to seven, but I have, I only get plus 200. I'm just infuriated. Like this, this thing has been sharped out of its gourd. I will talk about how I want to play this series. Brandon Anderson. Let's start with you. I know it's going to be Celtics. Tell me why. Chris Middleton being out for the whole series is a huge hurdle that I don't think Milwaukee can overcome. Drew Holiday, we saw most of last year in the playoffs, and we're already seeing it again this year. I love Drew Holiday. I love him, but he has not showed up offensively for Milwaukee. He's not. The numbers have been really bad again. And in a series where he should have been able to kind of get what he wanted to, to be fair. So that 
basically makes me feel like, okay, we had the big three. I made the case for the box in my article before the playoffs started. And the whole thing was, man, the numbers are lying to us because when the big three is healthy and they haven't always been this season, but when they're out there, Milwaukee is still every bit as good as they always were. Well, that's all irrelevant for this series. And with Drew Holiday struggling offensively, it feels like this shapes up as a team versus individual series. We know Giannis is awesome. We know what he can do. But Boston's defense has been the best in the league this entire calendar year by a lot. Why should I believe that a defense that good can't find a way to stop a one-man offense? I don't know how to get around that. I think to bet on the Bucks at all in this series, you are putting your faith in Grayson Allen and Bobby Portis to come through offensively. And if that's your answer against these Celtics, I, I can't. <laughs> maybe for a game, maybe for a shot or two, but if, if Grayson and Bobby are your answer, I can't get there. Well, I mean, one, let's respect the people's champion, Bobby Portis, Lou Pig. Uh, two, I'll just say this, like, let's not act like the Celtics are overwhelming you with offensive force here. Their offense has been good. Their offense has been efficient. Their offense has been really in large part because they get stops and they run off those and get good shots. And Jalen Brown's very good. And Al Halford had himself an incredible series versus the Nets and, and all this. But like the fourth best option, third best option on the Celtics is Marcus Smart. Let's not be over here being like, oh, man, they have Bobby Portis and Grayson Allen when it's like Marcus Smart and Derek White and 37-year-old Al Horford. Like, the offense side, I think, is pretty even here, even if I don't disagree with your central point. I, don't, I think your central point is pretty, on, on, is pretty spot on in terms of Drew. Like, d- should Drew have a good series? Yeah, Drew should have a good series. Drew's a really good player. Drew never seems to. Drew never seems to have a good offensive series. Just does not seem to happen. He has a good defensive series, but even in the finals, he like the numbers weren't great. Uh, Ra? I'm going to go the opposite direction. Um, I'm not going to talk about the Bucks' offense. I'm going to talk about the Bucks' defense. Yep. Look, during the playoffs, they, they've held the Bulls to 95 points per 100 possessions. The best defense in the league in terms of the half-court offense. 95 points per 100 possessions. In the half-court, during the regular season, they were 22nd in half-court defensive rate giving up 97 points per one to possessions. So my thing is, I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. And I'm actually leaning towards more what we saw in the regular season. I think the Bulls were extremely fraudulent. Look, we, saw, we know the history of playoff DeMar DeRozan. Zach Levine was hurt for the last game. He was been banged up all season. So we're looking at this Bucks defense as if it was the defense that we saw in the past. And I don't think that's the case. And look, the Bulls had a math problem. They take the lowest percentage of three-point field goals. That won't be the case against this Celtics team, which is taking the ninth highest percentage of three-point field goals against this Bucks team, which is 29th in opponent three-point shooting frequency. What do we say about the Bucs all year? They give up a ton of three-point attempts. And I think that's something that the, the, the Boston Celtics are going to be able to capitalize on. And look, they're going to have games where they're missing shots, but I just think this is a bad spot for them. And look, I expect I'm not as down on the Bucks offense as, as Brandon is. I think Giannis is just such a good player that 
I know they got Robert Williams. I know they got Al Horford, but he's not a guy that you can stop. So the open shots are going to be there, but I just think this is going to be a close series. And I think Boston edges them out. Like I do think the Middleton losses, the, the Middleton loss for me, it hurts them on a playmaking aspect. Cause we're, who are their playmakers? They got Drew Holiday. Giannis can play some point forward, but it's just, they don't have a lot of guys who can set everybody else up. So I think the Celtics win this series, but at minus 200, I think it's priced correctly. Even uh, it's impressive that he says that Giannis is such a good player, Brandon, when he has no bag. It's impressive. I know, That's, right? Uh, look, yeah, here. So, Brandon, like the big prop angle, I think, is going to be um, I want Grant Williams props. That's what I want. I want Grant Williams. And I want Grant Williams threes props is what I'm going to be looking for. If I have to wait till tip, I will wait till tip. But I want to sign somewhere that's got those. So in the first round, the Chicago Bulls averaged 4.6 three-pointers made from the corner per game. The Bucks consistently give up these three-pointers. Like, they just give up these three-pointers. Uh, if you look at actual field goal attempts from the corners, the Bucks were giving up 10.6 per game. Here are the teams above them that have given up more. The Hawks, out. The Jazz, on the verge of being out as we record this. We'll see what happens. The Heat advance, that's something to kind of keep in mind for further series. The Nets out versus these same Boston Celtics. And then the Raptors, who gave up a lot to the Sixers, but they kind of turned that around. Then you got the Bucks, who gave up 10.6 attempts. The Bulls, though, just shot 26.4% on corner threes. 26.4% on corner threes, oftentimes open. It was a bad matchup for the Bulls on top of the Bulls being fraudulent to whatever degree they were on top of the injuries, on top of the Bucks being dominant, all these types of things. Like it was a math game and you're right. Like the, I watch all these threes, these corner threes that the Bucks are giving up. And I'm just like, the Celtics are going to eat you alive. Like they're just going to eat you alive. If you run your base defense. And if you go the other way, now you're talking about going small and now they've got a real physicality edge. Like if you go Giannis at the five without mid, you're going to have to play Wes Matthews, who I just think is a little bit cooked. Grayson Allen is an option. Pat Connaughton, like this is where the wings thing hurt them. We talked about this at the trade deadline. They traded all those wings. They gave up DiVincenzo, right? They gave up Rodney Hood. They wanted Serge Ibaka. Don't know why. Ibaka's not going to help you now. Ibaka cannot help you now versus the Celtics team. But my problem is just like, I don't think that there's, a, the Bucks are still a really good team and Giannis is really dominant and there probably will be games where they generate open shots. Like, I guess here's the question, Brandon, based off of your analysis, Celtics minus one and a half is plus 104. Celtics in five or less is plus 200. Like, do you want to get super aggressive on this and go the whole way with like Boston just sweeping or gentlemen sweeping the box without mid? I don't think a sweep is the way to go here. It's Giannis. I don't want to bet uh, on Giannis getting swept out of the playoffs. I realized literally that just happened to Kevin Durant, but this is a different team. There's, there's the defenses there. However, Celtics minus one and a half at BetMGM is plus 130. That is my series pick. That's my best bet for the series. Celtics to win in a six or fewer games because I think Boston will get to game one when we cover it. But I think that Milwaukee is going to have a tough adjustment playing, let's say, a real opponent in the playoffs after the last series and the last few games. And I think that the Bucs are going to need a little adjustment time and adjusting to life without Chris Middleton. 
in that sort of atmosphere. Boston gets the first two games at home. By Tuesday night, I think we're maybe 50-50 that Boston is up 2-0 in the series. And the way the Celtics have played, what, like 30-6 and over the last three months now? You could have beat them four to five times now without Middleton. I don't like your chances at getting there. So I like Boston. The three-point thing, I want to talk about that. If you like Milwaukee or like Milwaukee to keep it close, your hope is those three-pointers that they're going to get, those are going to be Marcus Smart. Those are going to be Grant Williams. They're going to be Peyton Pritchard. They're going to be Derek White, who was pretty bad and very minimized. A guy that I like a lot. He was not good in that net series. Could you convince me that those four went two for 17 on a three-point night against the Bucks and Milwaukee got away in a couple of times? Absolutely. I absolutely can see those guys not showing up. However, the Bucs take a lot of threes. That's their offense. They're top five on three-point volume. The Celtics are number one defensively on three-point percentage. So it's another area where I just don't know if I believe Milwaukee can find enough scoring in the series. And I know Boston's defense is good. And even if Milwaukee's is better than it has been, I'll give Boston the defensive edge. And without Middleton, I feel like Boston is at least equal offensively or better. Matt, I know you you think a lot about the coaching matchup. We only have a series from Mudoka, and Bud is a championship coach now. But as the series goes on, doesn't the edge toward Boston grow larger for no. you? No. Hmm. I don't know what the adjustment would be. I don't, they're going to switch everything. They're going to they're going to try and switch all. They're going to layer the defense versus Giannis. You'll get better at like at, at predicting his rhythms and things like that. You can do that to get him in foul trouble. I don't know that there's a lot that you can do tactically to disrupt what Milwaukee does because Giannis is one of one. Like if if Robert Williams does a great job on him, he'll play more. And if Al Horford does a great job on him, he'll play more. And if Tatum does a good job on him, like you can try different matchups, but there's not like a tactical adjustment. I don't see that you can make. Um, if the Bucks go to switch all, the Celtics don't have an advantage because I don't like their ability to counter inside with their bigs. Like Robert Williams is not like a let's give let's give Rob the ball and let him go to work. That's not how that is. There's no a switching defense only does so much versus Tatum, right? Like the Celtics to me are very. I get about this. They're kind of obvious. They are like they're just kind of obvious. They're obviously good, but they're just. There's not a lot of like complex machinations in the offense, and there's not like a lot of, um, oh man, they're gonna get like they might go to zone a little bit, but like I don't see the other thing. I just I want to be really clear on this when people talk about adjustments, this is really what they mean. Oh, a team was behind and they came back. What great adjustments! Oh, they they use zone for two possessions. That's why that coach is one of the best in game adjustment coaches. Like you talk to these coaches about all the stuff that goes on game by game by game by game by game by game. And it's, it's startling how much like there is that goes on behind the scenes that we don't catch. Like I don't catch it, but they do because the stuff's really complicated. Um, Do I think the coaching edge probably goes to Udoka? Yeah, I would say that because Bud tends to be real stubborn. He comes from Popovich school. Now what's interesting is that guess who also comes from that Popovich school? Ime Udoka. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see if he breaks that or not. But like, we, this is two pop disciples going at it. Like that's, yeah. what's really interesting. Like these guys like know each other. So that's going to be like an interesting kind of matchup, I think to watch in the series, but 
I think if it's more a matter of can the Bucks find players that can exploit that can win their matchup. If you can win your matchup, whether it's Bobby Portis or Grayson Allen, Matt Content or Drew Holiday or whoever, then they've got a shot. But without that, then I'm kind of with you on on yeah. Boston. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick their over or under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Make sure to use promo code BUCKETS and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper and use promo code BUCKETS when you deposit. Term and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Okay, back to the show. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. It's just tough on the Bucks without the wing players. Let's kind of break that down, though. Um, Brandon, are you like, let's presume based off of the number that you're probably getting a pretty good price on. on well, you're still paying on Boston, right? Because it's like, all right, if we move Boston minus 200 at Bet Rivers, let's say that mid moves that all the way to like 175, 150. Do you still like Boston there? Boston versus Milwaukee with Middleton at yeah. a reduced price. Honestly, I don't have an answer for that because that, that's just not the series I analyzed. So I, I suspect that I would feel that that's a pretty accurate price and I wouldn't necessarily feel the same way, but so that will subtracting Middleton from the offense is, is such a big factor here for me. But to be honest with you, yeah, go ahead. If, if Middleton was playing, I'd be taking the Celtics okay. because I think the Celtics are a better team, but I don't think, Middleton is moving the needle as much as the market is moving. Huh. I think he moves the needle, but That's I think interesting pushing- Brandon's kind of the opposite. Cause Brandon's kind of saying that he doesn't think that the market is factoring enough of how much mid matters. Oh, right. Brandon. I- I'm not sure that I would say that I-, I was disappointed that we didn't get to bet on this series and do this preview before the news came out that Middleton was missing the series. I, before that came out, I think Celtics were something like minus 160. That's what I was seeing when, the, when this first opened, yep. when we knew Middleton would be limited early, but we thought he might be back later. And I was ready to load up on Boston then because I, I thought that they had the chance to get the, get the jump on the series. And I didn't think Middleton would make enough of a difference coming back. When he got announced out, I think that the market overreacted to the extra news and took away a lot of the value that I thought had been there before. So that was a disappointment for me. So Brandon, Celtics minus 185 at BetMGM or Celtics to win the title? What do you like better? I do think that there is some value on East Conference odds, uh, plus 180 I saw at BetMGM. And on the title, Celtics to beat the Warriors plus 1100. I know you love your, your finals matchups, Matt. Here's what I tried to figure out, and I don't think I came up with an answer. Who's the team that 
I am really worried about for the Celtics. I don't think there is one. That doesn't mean that they are going to crush everyone. I'm not that worried about Miami for them. I like the matchup against Golden State. I like the matchup against Phoenix, I think. Who am I worried about for Boston? Who's the matchup you don't want if you're Boston? Miami. It's this one. No, it's this one, but it's it's not without mid. Yeah, it's Miami. It's this one with yeah. mid. It's, it's Miami. It's Miami. So if you think it's Miami, then you don't want to play it because then the, the number is not there. I don't think that Miami's offense measures up. And I'm not exactly like, I'm making it sound like I'm fully in on this Boston offense. I'm not. I just, I don't trust much from Miami's offense comparatively. And I don't trust much from Milwaukee's without Middleton. I mean, so, you need to be loading up on the Celtics here, man. I don't know why you're not out here just being like, I'm pounding Celtics title futures. Like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm serious. Like, if you're, if you're, because you be, you literally are saying you are not worried about another team versus Boston. Like, I'm not terrified of another team. I, I will, I don't know what team I'm going to not pick Boston against in a series. That's right. what I mean. So, yeah. what, just grab, like, there's a 300 in the market. Grab the 300 for the title. Yes. I mean, I, I'm looking at it for sure. I, I don't want to commit to it because I'm thinking it through. I want to come back to the series because here's what I want to know. If, if you're like the Celtics here, minus 185 to win the series is 65% implied. The Celtics minus 1.5. So to win the series in anything but seven is plus 130, which is a 43% implied. That feels off to me. We're giving yeah. basically 22% likelihood for the Celtics to win in the seven, that is too high. And I feel like, do, do you agree that if you like the Celtics, that taking them at the minus 1.5 is a much better number? I've got my 1.5 at plus 115 at MGM. Uh, well, it, it dropped in the last two hours then. So there you that go. changes the math yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, I think, yeah, I look, I think it's, uh, we're all on the same page on this. Here, here's my hesitation. So here's, here's like actual my best bet for the series. I'm not betting it. Yeah, I'm not betting it to start. I'm going to see how it goes. There are, here's what I feel about it. And feelings are not numbers. The numbers say you should bet Boston. Just pay the minus 200. They're going to win the series. That's what you, that's like, that's the, that's as, as much as Brandon and I both dislike paying any juice, let alone minus 200. Um, that's like the, that's like the safest play here. It's minus 200, but that's still low value compared to how much I think that they can win, they should win the series. This is so obvious. They just swept the nets. Look how dominant they were. What are you possibly going to do against them? They own the league over the last half of the season. They have, a, they have the best defense in the history of the National Basketball Association over the last three months. They got Tatum, who's an MVP candidate, who I'm not worried about anybody. Who could possibly stop them? There is some part of me personally that is just like, how often does that wind up being what we think after four games? Yeah. How often are we really in that spot versus a team this good with or without mid? Here's, here's my counterpoint to that. This is what we said about Bucks Bulls before last series. It's so easy. It's so obvious. They won in five. Them. They won in five and they struggled through the first two games. They lost the game when Middleton got hurt. They destroyed them they, in three they were, out of the they four were, they wins. Were, they were losing that game whether Middleton got hurt or not. He got hurt with four minutes left in the third in the fourth quarter when they were down 15 points. Oh, your point is that the, that Bucks Bulls was easy. I yeah, my, my point is that the two series we felt surest about last in the first round were the Bucks and the Warriors, and we didn't get the sweep in either. 
but the read on both of them was accurate that the the disadvantages were clear the Bucks and the Warriors were never losing those series. Yeah, but I, I mean, I th- look, even with mid though, I think you are gonna, you got to be underrating the Bucks a little bit here to compare them to yeah, both I, here. I just don't think there's any value whatsoever on this series at all. Like, I mean, yeah. look, my numbers for not, game not five, yet, not yet. Sure. I no, mean, I, the series hasn't started. The, the series hasn't started yet. But my numbers for this the home game for the Celtics is Celtics minus five point seven three. Market has oh. it at, at Celtics minus. Four and a half now. I got bet down. So there's people betting down game one. So I think people are approaching this series as as if, look, one team has Giannis. They have the best player in the league. Another team is the best team in the league, but I'm still going to roll with the best player. Um, but that hasn't reflected in the series prices yet. Raheem, your model has minus 5.7 for game one, and your yes. model is not accounting for Middleton being out, correct? Yes. The line is minus four and a half. Your model has an edge towards the Celtics, even before factoring in Middleton. That's not a clear enough edge for you to bet on Boston. Um, odds makers did open this game at five, um, which was you know interesting to me, and it got bet down. The thing is, what do you think Middleton is worth to the spread? The think- number on players is always a little lower than I expect it to be. So I understand you're saying like uh, what a point to half a point. Is that what he would be? I put him at a point and a half. I think that, that gets it to six from the from where the market is now, and you're yeah. only looking at point three on value on your number. I don't know. I, I'm kind of with Matt on this, where it's just it seems too easy, and I just think the Bucks now start. Brandon, this is I want to be very clear on this. Like logically, I think you're you're dead <laughs> on here. Like yeah. if if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I want to bet on the series. The series is gonna be awesome. I want to bet on the series. All three of us agree you should bet Boston. Yeah. Right. And like, Brandon, you're not going to bet minus 200 because you, your hand would, would crumble into ash trying to bet a minus 200 number. But like, do you agree that like minus 200 is still good value versus like if you're willing to pay the two to one, that's good value? I would bet the spread, the minus one and a half. At whatever plus number, I, I was shocked when I saw that. I thought that would be a minus number. So I, I don't think there's great value on Celtics minus 200. I do think there's Why? good value on the series because we, we, what we just talked about that the difference in those prices is nearly double of what you're getting as a payout. And it's that all I'm losing is Celtics and seven, which is not nothing. That's a real thing. And it's the home court and all that, but I like Boston enough over them that I have to like the minus one and a half on the series spread. What, um, what was the percentage chance you would give this series that Boston wins? I did not do the numbers on that, but I think yeah, I'm just asking you to guesstimate. I'm not asking yeah, you. Yeah, I, I think that I would put that about 65 to 70. And basically okay, that's, right. that's the, that's the problem I'm having with this series because to lay minus 200, you, that implies a 66.6% chance yeah. that the Celtics win. And I don't think it's that high. I'm going to be honest with you. I think this series with Middleton, it's closer to 50-50. Without Middleton, I think it's closer to 60-40. But I'm not betting on the, on the Bucks because I think the Celtics are the best team in the league. So I'm not betting this series at all at this point. Like, I may bet game one. Um, I have some thoughts on that that we'll save for tomorrow when we, we break down our game one. But to me, I think this series is a 60-40 series. It's not a 70-30 series. That's I want to bet box, and I can't. I just can't. Like. Yeah. I, I I was hoping that we would get a nice plus number. No Middleton, no home court. 
Like it's the, the and I will say this. I wonder how much of this number Raheem is influenced by the amount of leverage that the handle that the books have on Celtics and Bucks futures, mm-hmm. right? This is going to be treated a lot like the de facto finals. Like, there are going to be a lot of people that think that the winner of the finals, even though Golden State's obviously Golden State um, and Phoenix is still Phoenix. There's going to be a lot of folks like the East was favored going into the, into the playoffs to win the title. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of folks that think that. The, and by the end of the by the playoffs, DraftKings had it where the Celtics were the high Celtics and Bucks were their highest handle liabilities on it. So I wonder how much of that is like, that's why you can't get a good price on it is like they can't. They can't lose on this one either, and the, and these are the two teams that they've got the most li- – like, these are the two teams they have the most title liability on, and that, to me, I think factors into that price. Can I do a couple of game-to-game plays that I'm going to be watching? Go for it. So we talked about this already in a couple other pods. Unders early on, just the, the way that Milwaukee's defense has looked, the way that Boston's defense has played, and the way that I don't trust the offenses or the shots necessarily to fall. I'm looking unders until I see otherwise. Boston third quarter is a spot that I identified that I really want to look for. Boston for the season is number three in, in third quarter net rating. The Bucks are 23rd. It's been a, a weak spot for them. And against Brooklyn, Boston won the series by 18 points total. They were plus 26 in the third quarter. That was the spot where they really made a run and pulled away. So almost the way that we've done Warriors third quarter is is what I'm looking to see. Is that a spot for Boston third quarters? And a couple of player props. I'll be looking for Portis rebounding overs. Okay. He is starting in Middleton's place. He's averaged, I think, 14.3 rebounds the last three games. More than Giannis, by the way. You can bet Bobby to lead the series in rebounding at 5-1. to one. I think that's in play. And I do think there's a, a size rebounding advantage here for Milwaukee. And then our guy, Grayson Allen, <laughs> he's going to keep getting the shots. The, the, the numbers have been there with Middleton out all year. So I'm going to keep looking for Grayson points and threes. We, we know the trends already. Grayson is four to one to leave the series in three pointers. I don't know if they'll fall. I don't know what it'll look like against a real defense, but he's going to have to hoist them because they have to have offense from somewhere. I would be cautious on that to start the series. And the reason is the Celtics are going to mm-hmm. switch everything, right? And so that keeps the guy mm-hmm. home on it. The question is going to be how much does Giannis force them to help? How much does that force them to help off? Um, Giannis unders are going to be something I'm probably going to look at in this series. And the reason is I think he's going to be in foul trouble. They're going to layer their defense and Marcus Smart and Grant Williams are going to take a ton of charges in the series. It's going to drive Bucks fans nuts. Mm -hmm. It's just going to drive them insane. And they're going to be right about half the time. Um, Rye, you're mentioning like you and I are both in the same place. If we don't think there's value right now, mm. let me ask you something. Um, what do you think happens if Bucks win Game One? This goes down to about Celtics minus one forty or so. Okay, that might be a buy point. Yeah, um, Bucks to win Game One and Celtics to win series is an interesting one. You can also just do Celtics to win Game One. Celtics to win series, it's like it's plus one twenty five. I don't know that that's yeah. necessarily like a plus bad one twenty five. Where is that at? Uh, I found it. I think that's I saw was minus one fifteen. So that's a big yeah. Difference. There's a one fifteen at uh, at DraftKings. Yeah. And so if you can find anything, I think if you can find that anything close to a pick'em, you should probably like. There's probably value on Boston first game. Mm. 
Boston. Yeah. Um, Matt, Matt, you seem like you would like to bet on the Bucks in the series, yep. but there's not a number there for it. Yep. So we think Boston is going to win game one, I think. Is that the spot for you? Because what if Boston goes up 1-0, what, what are the Bucks at right now? What's their series number? Plus 160 to 175, plus 175 at some books. Okay, yeah. so Raheem, if Boston wins the first game, how long does that number get for Milwaukee? It's got to be pretty long given the history of game one winners, 225, 250. Yeah. It's probably heavy. Yeah, that would be my guess. So Matt, is mm-hmm. that your buy spot? Do you bet on the Bucks at that point? I got to see how it goes. Here, here honestly is my read is if the Bucks show the ability, like if it's the Celtics make a ton of threes, right? Like yeah. shot variance just goes in, in the Celtics' favor, and everyone's like, "What are the Bucks gonna do?" And all these type of things. But I look at it and I go, mm, "I think Boston's offense overperformed." The problem is, and you guys have been with me on this ride before. What I can't do is I can't look at it and go, "Oh, the Bucks missed a bunch of open shots." Now <laughs> I'm gonna bet on the Buck. Nope, not nope, not this time. Not today, Satan. Not doing it. If the Bucks miss a bunch of shots, I'm just going to be like, well, that's the Bucks." So, like, I'm hoping, honestly, that the Bucks get, like, good shot variants and they win game one, and then I can bet Celtics at a lower number. That, to me, yeah. feels like the preferred yeah. play here is let, let's try and get Boston at a lower figure. Yeah. Um, it does. I hate this. I hate this so much. But it really feels like my, my biggest takeaway analyzing the series is Let's see if Grayson and Bobby and Smart and White made their threes tonight. Like, I, I hate to bring a series just down to shot variance, and not all series are that way. But I really feel like did the role players hit their threes tonight yeah. is going to determine yeah. the series. Which again, I think is another reason why the series is tough to bet. Now, look, we'll have you covered on yeah. the series to mm. Like, we'll have plays on it mm. depending on what occurs. Like, there's always twists and turns in these series. Usually maybe the Celtics can just roll. If you're brave enough to bet Celtics, even heavier, if any of you out there are like, I want to bet Celtics in four, hit us up on Twitter and let us know I'm at HB basketball. I want to know that you're willing to go that far in. Cause I just can't get there. A lot of this, honestly, for me is like, I think maybe the nets were just that bad. Like that's a lot of this is like the Celtics were really good in the regular season. Maybe the nets were just real bad. So you know what? I'm the opposite direction. Maybe the Nets were better than people think they were. Okay. And the Celtics are just oh. that good. Yeah. That's, because, that's what I'm at too. because to me, it's Maybe like, we're just puppets being manipulated <laughs> by, by the massive media corporations like Kyrie saying on Twitter. And I, I think I, I'm really coming into this series thinking that the Bulls were so much worse than the Nets, like beyond bad. And I really want to take the Celtics. I just wish there was like, I, if, if, to me, if Middleton was playing, I'd be all over the, over the Celtics. But I just think that Middleton injury has just, it's changed the value. And I think that's just tragic for me. Like, <laughs> which is interesting because it's also decreased their winning chance. So significantly yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. It's yeah. That, that, that was the spot. I was so eager to bet on Celtics series before we got the whoops, Middleton is out for the whole series, not just the start of it. That's, I think that's the point that we're all at where it's like, man, yeah. there was some value there. No, I mean, I'll tell you, look, admit it played. I'd be going head to head with you guys on this. No, I'd no, on- I'm saying, I'm saying for me when it was like, well, Boston will get game one and two at home, no Middleton, but there's the looming threat of mid coming back. That was for me the spot where I was feeling great about the Celtics and there was value at the number. When the mm-hmm. news switched and the value switched and the number went away, that that it lost 
as a better, it lost some of its luster. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. just as like the West, the Westgate opened at minus one seventy five. Yeah, tough series. Uh, we'll be having it covered on all of it throughout the series. Make sure, make sure to pay attention to Brandon's props analysis as well. We'll be back with an episode on Friday going over the weekend games. Get you set for whatever game sixes are in store, if any, as well as a preview of game one. We'll talk about this game one and specifically how we're going to bet that game. Spoiler alert, I think we're all going to be on Boston. Uh, in that game, we'll talk about that then. Thanks for joining us. Let's get buckets.